The book of Revelation is full of opposites. You have the biblical trinity and you have the counterfeit trinity. You have the Jerusalem and you have Babylon. You have the mark of the beast and you have the seal of the spirit. On this episode, we're going to look at Armageddon and what it has to do with the city of Babylon. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, welcome to Inverse. We've had a long quarter, a long three months in the in the book of Revelation in the last day of events, and it feels like we're never going to actually finish this quarter, but we're almost there. We're almost there. We're going to have a word of prayer. We're going to get back into the Bible. So, uh, JT, can you pray for us? Yeah, let's pray. Father in heaven, as we approach your word, we acknowledge that we need your wisdom. So give us spiritual eyes and ears. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We've had a very rich uh, study in Revelation in the last day events. Kelly, let's read from Revelation 17, verse 5. Yes. And we're going to look at the city of Babylon here and what a demarcating factor of her. Yes. So verse 5 says, And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Okay, Sebastian, what's going on in chapter really 17 and 18 and 16? There's a lot of, in the latter power part of, mm-hmm. of Revelation, without getting too detail, yep. there's a lot of like really weird stuff going on yes. and kind of give us a flyby on what's going on. There. <clears throat> so essentially, after we progress from Revelation 14, the messages are given, mm-hmm. the plagues are sent out, now we get who is Babylon. We get a sense of her identity, her attributes. Revelation 18, we get a call that God is not going to leave his people inside of her with all her deceptions and fornications and abominations. And then essentially those are going to mourn her destruction and the finality of that. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be over. And he uses the millstone reference which Jesus made um, when you look in Revelation chapter Whoa, 18. Where millstone? Don't see a millstone. Where so, are you going? <laughs> verse 21. Verse 21. Which chapter? Revelation chapter 18. 18. Okay, you're all over the 1821. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. And he We're says, with you. Then a mighty angel took up a stone, like a great millstone, and yes. threw it into the sea, yes. saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. And Jesus uses this to say it'd be better for you to have one of these stones tied mm-hmm. around your neck and thrown in the sea mm-hmm. than to offend one of these little ones as they're wow. coming into his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense of not just the finality of the judgment, but also the shock and the pain that their persistence and their existence has brought to God. Mm-hmm. And this judgment was necessary. Mm-hmm. From now, we, we know uh, we've been in Revelation for a while. We know a lot of these uh, terms, these entities, these characters are not literal characters. Mm-hmm. We know that this city of Babylon is not literal Iraq. This is not have, doesn't have any allusion back to Saddam Hussein. How many of you remember Saddam Hussein from, the, from the, a long time ago? Look it up on Wikipedia. It's in history. <laughs> and this is not about literal Babylon, but there is a spiritual factor. Yes. yes. Now, there's just this latter half of Revelation. There's a lot of stuff, a scarlet woman, beast, destruction, and there's a lot of negative uh, rhetoric here. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared, help us out. For the first time we're encountering this, what's kind of the good news that lines all of this? Is this the, all the, negative? It, it, well, it's not all negative, but I think it, it helps us it's kind of like point and counterpoint, mm-hmm. right? Here we have a woman. She's an impure woman, mm-hmm. okay? Revelation chapter 12 pictures a pure woman with mm-hmm. a pure message, okay? Mm-hmm. Here we have um, uh, this 
uh, um, this entity, this this woman, this church, this fallen system, which which the Bible calls Babylon, and she has this cup of of wine mm-hmm. in her hand, and she is making the nations drunk with all of these mm-hmm. things. That 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 is is counter to. Um, well, can we go to Revelation fourteen? Yeah, can I do that? Revelation, I'm sorry, I don't mean to. Revelation fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So you have in Revelation 14, verse 6, this, this proclamation that's leading up to what you talked about um, last, in, in a previous session, yep. yeah, on, on the mark of the beast. You have in Revelation chapter 14, 6 uh, and 7, which is talking about this final message to the earth. Fear God, give glory to him, the hour of his judgment has come. The call to worship him who made heaven and earth is a last day appeal to keep the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So all of these teachings and appeals of God's word... After that, in verse 8, you have that contrasted with Babylon is fallen. It's the same power. And it says that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Mm -hmm. So here is the pure message of God's word. This warning in the last days, and then here's this 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 confused confusion. We call it the wine of Babylon. These confusing teachings, which make the whole world confused mm-hmm. and drunk, and trying to call them to mm-hmm. stumble. So I guess the good news, as I would see it in here, is that this Babylonian system doesn't just exist and cause destruction. There's an active force, and that's God, that's His church, the active proclamation of the gospel, and calling people to Him in the last days is that counterpoint. You know, I, I appreciate that. I really see there's a certain ferocity of God here in these mm-hmm. chapters, and if people don't see this in a proper proper light, they kind of think, wow, God is kind of serious. Yeah. But the reality He, he is... And he is ferocious with all the evil and all the bad stuff that's happening in the world. And that's the good news. That's yeah? the good news. He takes all the junk in the world, all mm-hmm. the, the deception, all the injustice, all the evil, and he just kind of nukes it out of this world. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the good news. Amen. Yeah? If Amen. God didn't care, he would not be speaking with so much passion. Sure. So his passion and the seriousness comes out to say, this is a life or death decision, and, yeah. and you need to make this decision and essentially make the right yeah. decision. I'm thinking like all the injustice of the Me Too uh, the, the sexual harassment movement. You take all the economic injustices of Occupy Wall Street. You take all the, the racism that's been espoused from the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, that's just scratching the surface of, of the history of the, of the evil on this, of this earth. And all of this is being just... And then... <laughs> Yeah. Amen. Well said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> so this ferocity of God, he's not reacting to, to human beings, but to the evil. And then there's a certain warning well, yeah, to human beings I think who want to be attached to that. Yes. yes. And I think that's the, the critical piece not to be lost in all of this, like you said. The good news is evil will be judged, condemned, called mm-hmm. for what it is, and it will be destroyed. But the other piece is, is that God is for you, mm-hmm. right? He goes in Revelation 18, and it says in verse 2 that this angel cries mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen, is fallen, and has become the dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. And after explaining that, then he goes down and he says in verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, mm-hmm. lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. Right? So here we see heaven is interested in separating people 
from this evil, mm-hmm. right? So this destruction is not just a kind of, you know, carte blanche, God's just like, boom, I'm just going to wipe it all out. He's mm-hmm. like, no, there's something in there that I love. It's beautiful. There's something in there that I want. There's something in here I want to preserve. And I'm going to send even a final message, even at the very mm-hmm. point of destruction, I'm still calling again, come out of her. There's a, there's a passionate God, there's a powerful God, even if not even a very... Um, angry God, mm-hmm. uh, almost, I don't want, maybe it's putting words, impatient in the sense that time is coming to an end and he's trying to, to mm. get things going. Yes. And if we don't see this in its proper context, we can actually misjudge the character of God. Absolutely. I, I love Justin, sure. if I could just jump on this. Yes, John, John chapter 3, John this chapter is a three. very familiar passage, but it, it just communicates this, this so powerully, right? John Verse 3? 16. 16. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm -hmm. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And if we jump down to verse 19, this is the condemnation. The light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And we see God in his passion, right? And he's, he's pushing and pressing through the darkness to try to uh, reveal his love and, and grab the, the consciousness of, of, of man and to reveal his love to try to, to bring them back. And I think, and pushing I think, through the Babylon system to say, my people... And I think the angst of God is the fact that he can't use coercion like the devil can. He can't force, right? You can't receive the seal in your right hand. It has to be from the heart. Obedience so the principle has to come of from Babylon the is to force you to do it, to make you buy, to make you sell, hand, right. mind, whatever. But you're saying God uses what? Only the message of the revelation of himself yeah. and of his will. That's all he can do is say, I'm going to expose who I am. I'm well, going to show I'm love. He melts our hearts with, with love. That's right. His Which, goodness. Yeah. And, and, and to think about the angst of the fact that he can't use these other means. Yeah. Right? And this is his only way is to say that why would he continue to let us exist, right, and be putting the devil on, you know, death row. Yeah. Say, you're going to be gone, but for you as human beings, there's hope. Why? Because there's an aspect of who I am that I feel like I can still reveal to you yeah. and call you back to myself. Yeah, my, my son has a little storybook. I don't know if you guys know the storybook where the, the son, and uh, this is not biblical by any means. And, <laughs> should, should I be sharing this? Anyway, the sun and the, the, the cloud, the wind, and they uh-huh. say to, they make a wager, not biblical concept. Okay. And okay. then they say to the guy, they say, hey, I bet you we can um, make him take off his, his jacket. Mm-hmm. And so the wind starts first and blowing, 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 force. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, force. And it goes, goes. And then what happens? He actually tightens the tightens jacket. But the sun just shines, and then he just takes it off. And I just see, we see God's character that He shows His love more. He, mm-hmm. he, there, there can, God can only do so much where He just shows more and more and more and more and more love. Yes. And uh, the judgment is an indicator not of our judgment. It's actually God in the end is being judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Justin, um, I, I think that this point <laughs> that Sebastian brought up really brings you know all of those kind of juxtaposing forces that you talked about yes. earlier. This is the essence of that: mm-hmm. is God, His love, giving freedom, drawing to himself by love. Jesus, who as the good shepherd, he leads his sheep. He doesn't drive his sheep. And then this Babylonian 
counter force which is foreign to the kingdom of God, which is oppression and force and coercion. This is the core essence. And when we choose for Christ, we're choosing which side of this we're going to, to, mm -hmm. to, to we're live on. Babylon is the combination of church and state. It uses an apostate church and the force of state to make our consciences, consciences do something we don't want to do. We're going to get into the Battle of Armageddon. You don't want to miss this. It's not a movie. It's not something crazy out there. It's found in the Bible. We'll see you. Stick around after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're in Revelation something. We're, we've been all over Revelation. Um, we've been talking about force, and I really appreciate this discussion. And wouldn't it be awesome, I'm thinking as a church, I'm being facetious, tongue-in-cheek, if we were the force people to be spiritual? And there will be negative repercussions. And this is how government functions, yeah? They use force. Imagine if you don't come to church, we tax you. Taxes are higher. If you don't pay tithe, you pay double tithe. I mean, if you don't do evangelism, we, we, you're, you're, incarcerate you. you're, uh, you're incarcerate or your, your insurance premium goes up double. I mean, <laughs> church attendance and participation would be awesome. But God doesn't use these mediums, mm -hmm. media, midi, midi. And the lack, the lack of spirituality and personal engagement from a willing heart of love would, would plummet. And I think that to, mm -hmm. the, to the degree of engagement, you would see a reciprocal mm -hmm. decline in piety. It's happened before. Yeah, I mean, Kelly? I think of people, um, even my own age and older and younger, that you know, they're forced to have a relationship with Jesus their whole life. Yes. Of, and not even just like, not encouraged, right? Because encouragement's different, but forced, like you will love God. You will read this amount of time. You yeah. will be this kind of church attender. And, you know, as soon as they have their own choice, they're gone. They're out. Because it was never real. It was yeah. always just something that's a lot more forced. convenient. You get the outward expression of it, but it's not <laughs> seal not of real. the of the spirit kind of. And, or and think about the fact, like you know, Callie's a teacher, and for me, when I look back at my childhood, like I was a bad kid in school, except oh. in certain teachers' classes. <laughs> and it was always ironic to note that the teachers who were iron fist, you know, ruling like Genghis Khan and like you will obey, and it's like <laughs> face the wall, go to the pictures. It's like constant punishment, negative gloom and doom versus the teacher who came to class. And I remember my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Jaffe. I thought I was terrible in English, okay. and this lady. I know, right? In case she's watching. Sebastian <laughs> <And>, loves you. <laughs> and Mrs. Jaffe, I mean, she made grammar and all these things interesting and engaging. She made me want to learn. And to me, those are the teachers that we, re we reward, right? Mm -hmm. We say, look, you brought the desire to learn out of your students, Amen. right? You called it out of them. You inspired it out of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that this is, in essence, you know, um, in Callie's profession, perhaps she can speak more to that, but... For me, I'm just thinking that from my experience, that's where I always remember those teachers. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that stuck with me. Those are the ones that transformed who I became as a man. Yeah. We see the two forces at the end of the day in Revelation. It's force or you have conversion. Mm -hmm. Love at the end of the day. And, 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 yeah. and the battle is to see which force wins out. 
Hmm. And seemingly, one seems weaker. And it, in, 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 a, in, a, in an external way, it kind of is. In an external way, yeah. where in the last days, there will be apostate religion that uses force to bring about morality in a weird, funky way. Hmm. Um, let's go to Armageddon, which is the final... <clears throat> Final battle. Let's go to Revelation 16. We're going to switch gears a bit and kind of bring it back. Callie, can read from verse 12 to verse 16. Revelation 16, 12 through 16. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up, so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons, performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Okay, a couple of things we see there. One, this is not a literal um, uh, Armageddon, meaning the plain field of Megiddo. This is not somewhere mm-hmm. in Lebanon. I mean, there's people out there who actually have their telescopes and their their their, their cameras on this battle, the field, to see <laughs> if the UN will cause this World War III to happen there. Um, mm-hmm. We're seeing this is a spiritual battle in the last days. Question, what's what's going on with frogs there? You guys know what's going on with frogs? And- well... I mean, first of all, the text the text lets us know, right? The Bible interprets itself. Mm-hmm. So he tells you in verse 13, I saw three unclean spirits mm-hmm. like frogs, mm-hmm. right? So he's talking about that he's comparing these spirits to frogs in terms of how fast they're spreading and growing all over the place. Frogs reproduce quickly a lot, things like that. So he's saying these spirits are going like frogs, yes. right? And they're just gathering. Um, they're coming out of the mouth of these three entities, the counterfeit trinity, and they're the spirits of demons performing miracles. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest things that we face today is the fact that people believe miracles are, the, are always an indication of the power God's and the presence, presence of God. Yeah. Right? And so you go to church and it's like, well, your church is dead because I don't see any miracles. Yeah. Right? I don't see any signs. But this text warns us that in the last days, miracles are a method of recruitment onto the devil's side. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to work miracles to bring you over right, into my side, mm. and that all miracles are not from God. You know, one time I was on a flight, uh, I don't know if I can say it online, on, de- 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 anyway, it was on a, <laughs> a uh, an, an airline flight. A flight, and I saw the safety instruction video, mm-hmm. and on the safety instruction video, I mean, it's really weird, I was sitting next to someone who was like a million years old, I was not a million years old, and we we're watching the same exact video, I love this video, I thought it was a masterpiece of culture, the uh-huh. safety video, and this other guy, and I, he was a little bit older than I was, but not getting the cultural cues. Mm. It was a composite picture of all the YouTube memes out there oh. um, uh, composited into a safety video. And so you had the rainbow cat, you had the Roomba, Roomba something, you had the double rainbow Hawaiian guy. You had <laughs> some of these guys, and to someone who's alien to this culture, they're thinking... I don't what get I just any see? of this. Sure. Whereas I was like, oh, hey, there's Charlie, the guy who bit him the finger, you know, that <laughs> video. And, you know, he was doing the little mask and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You guys might wonder, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? You know, if you're a digital native, this, it this is, It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. And, and so these are memes from culture. 
and you have to be familiar with this culture and brought in and the, the meaning just gets a lot more dense mm -hmm. and sophisticated and a lot more rich yeah and so revelation does the same exact thing totally but uses all from genesis through jude and brings right. up this composite picture and i really believe that last days we as 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 christ followers really need to understand revelation yeah but in order to understand revelation we need to understand genesis whatever so yes. when we see frogs there we're like frogs yeah they are they do reproduce and they do their tadpoles and the french but eat their legs and all these things yeah. but there's also where do we see frogs what's the meme that we see from the old testament <laughs> yeah exodus and this was an exodus this is a plague that's happening this was the last plague that the magicians could reproduce, reproduce. Mm -hmm. and after this point they could not reproduce the plagues of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is almost the last deception that Satan is going to do. He's reproducing these unclean spirits and they're going to deceive not just a, a local group, but the entire world. Mm. The, the other montage here is um, in preparation for this battle, you see um, the kings of the east, the drying up of the Euphrates. Yes. This is totally an allusion to Daniel chapter 5, where the Persians come into the historical city of Babylon, divert the Euphrates River, and they're coming from, from Persia to Babylon, coming from the yes. east, and they're going to conquer this city. It's no mistake that um, Isaiah refers to Cyrus as his anointed, or in the Old Testament, that is Messiah. In the New Testament, that word is Christ. There's this rich imagery here. Now, so, alluding that not that Cyrus is the Christ, but is a type of Christ. He's, he's a pointing symbol. forward. To, yes, yes, yes. So, so, so mm -hmm. John the Revelator is extracting totally. these things and saying, this is how it's going to go down, you guys. Now, the trick is for us to spend more time in totally. the Bible than on YouTube, so right. we're not like <laughs> exegeting like <laughs> what will be like the millions on the safety right. for the airplane. What will be like the million, the million you know, year old guy who's like, I don't get it. Exactly. And that's exactly, exactly. what people so are doing with People come to Revelation and are like, why is there a YouTube cat? And why is there a rainbow? Mm -hmm. I'm not getting this. Right. Like, well, this is this is a book that's irrelevant to me. Mm -hmm. But this book is talking about our time. So anyway, I, uh, that's 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 a cool, um, cool, cool connection there. I think I just want to emphasize again yes. what you're saying of um, you know when I come when I personally come to the book of Revelation, sometimes Daniel too, it is kind of overwhelming because there's so many allusions and like if you have those Bibles that have the uh, the references, like mm -hmm. wow, there's so many other things I need to understand. Mm -hmm. But taking the time to not just be like, read through all of it, like, okay, there's lots of crazy things going on here. But mm -hmm. taking it verse by verse and actually understanding what it's connecting back to, yeah. it really does become abundantly clear. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we do need to take that time to not just be like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah, the dragon's bad. God is good. Cool. But to understand what each of these things mean, because we can't even cover everything in these episodes, mm -hmm. but having an understanding for ourselves mm -hmm. that we understand all the symbols. Mm -hmm. And you know you know what's kind of cool also, going back to your Moses illusion, right, with the frogs, and that the magicians could reproduce up to a certain point, these miracles, these signs that they're performing, goes to show you that there's this showdown, right, mm -hmm. in the Battle of Armageddon, mm -hmm. is a spiritual showdown. And it's like, well, Moses throws down his stick, the magicians can do this too, mm -hmm. right? Oh, well, the people of God can do it, well, we can do this too. 
Yeah. And this is how they're gathering people to their side. Yeah, let's go there. Let's go there. Armageddon actually means the mountain of Megiddo. There's <laughs> no mountain there, but there is Mount Carmel there. Yeah. So what happened in Mount Carmel? Not caramel, but Carmel. I always think of Carmel <laughs> flowing down. Maybe it's Carmel. Is Car okay. Well, let's go to First Kings 18. <laughs> I love the first, story. First Kings 18. And then there's direct parallels that are yeah. going on here. Okay. First Kings 18. And Jared, give us a kind of a flyby synopsis of what's going on in 18. Okay. So Israel is in a pot. To see, mm -hmm. right? And uh, God raises up Elijah. He, he takes him onto Mount Carmel, the mountain of, of the congregation there in the val valley below. Yes. And um, he's basically appealing to the people, mm -hmm. right? You have the false prophets of Baal there. Mm -hmm. says, listen, we're going to have a, we're gonna have a sacrifice by fire. And we're going to see who really answers. So you pray to Baal, you do your Baal thing, and I'll do the worship of the Jehovah God thing, and let's see who answers by fire, right? Mm -hmm. Dump all the water, make it completely impossible for anybody to try to slip a match or dump some gasoline <laughs> on the thing. <laughs> and um, they're, they're jumping around, hooting and hollering, cutting themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to appease in, in this expression of really the savagery that happens when you disconnect yourself from the worship mm -hmm. of the true God. After that, no answer. Elijah kneels down and prays like a, a 10 second <laughs> prayer. And fire thunders down from heaven, consumes the sacrifice, consumes the stones, consumes the water, water. Yeah. right? And it's this awesome demonstration of, like, the, the, these, yeah. these battle between good and evil. Who's, who's going to win in this thing? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the humble worship of Jehovah God that brings fire down from heaven and consumes a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. This is essentially the great, it's another picture, right, that, that, that John brings out to us in Revelation of this great spiritual showdown in the days before Jesus comes, mm -hmm. true and false worship. Mm -hmm. We see here this is a victory. Yeah, this is a sign of victory. Armageddon is a code word for victory. Hmm. And uh, I want to be part of that Armageddon. Yeah, Amen. I want to be part of the good side. I want to be <laughs> the Elijah. How many of you have been blessed by this study? I mean, we covered a lot of topics in Revelation, and this is we're really getting into the core of stuff. Armageddon is now. Armageddon is happening. We need to get on the Lord's side now. How many of you, is that your prayer request? Amen. Yeah, it's amen. not in the future. we got to get right with God now. Amen. And it's just a simple 10-second prayer that can cause all this stuff to, to be revealed. Mm. Hopefully that's your prayer. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you guys. We'll see you on the next week's episode here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.